a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. This is the 250 Supercross East-West season preview pod. We did the 450s already. Now myself and Jason Wygant and JT are going to talk about the 250s, what we think is going to happen, and uh, who we see on what. We think we got the coast figured out, too. Maybe spare uh, spare you all in the uh, in the coast rant of these teams, but uh, first up, FlyRacing.com. They continue to develop and improve the light hydrogen racewear through constant feedback from its amateur and pro athletes. The end goal is always to create the lightest, most breathable racewear on the market. FlyRacing.com, and they make much more than gear. Everybody, uh, they make puffy jackets like JT wears, and they make stands, and they make handlebars, and they make mountain bike stuff, and they have watercraft stuff. FlyRacing.com. Please check it out. Uh, first up. JT, what's up, man? How much? Just uh, we're a week away, so I'm excited. No, when they hear this, it's gonna be less than a week away. It's well, gonna be, it's gonna be this it's coming weekend. You should say. Wait, I'll say it I'm again. Not, I'm not really worried about what. No, they, no, wait. What I'll, I'll say it again. JT, what's up? Uh, nothing. We're just a week away. I'm getting uh, getting excited. You didn't, you screwed it up again. No, I don't. I don't feel like I did. We're days away, Weege. Days away. Why are we going to delay posting these? Why would we not? Why would we not have this posted by Saturday? Because uh, it's Fly Racing Racer X podcast now, starting January. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean JT should understand. So we not this put is... these preview pods up until Sunday. Yeah, yeah. They're just two days of the crowd. Just there's already been elevating and there's, not feeding them. There's been two day, two podcasts up this week. What do you want? You want? You want? It's Friday now. Wait, no, it's not Friday. I know, but you can talk about old bike podcasts forever. This show is only going to be relevant for nine days, and now you just cut it to, like, six. Yep. Yep, it's coming up Good next job. week. Coming up next week. Fly Racing. Ah, terrible. Racer X Podcast, everybody. Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Ah. Um, all right, so uh, 250 Supercross. We think we got the coasts down pretty good. Uh, a little bit of detective work on myself and uh, some other people, and um, we think we figured it out. I didn't do anything. I did nothing. Uh, um, I had a rider actually get me a few of the coasts because I, I said, hey, what, what coast are your guys running? And uh, they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, go text these guys. And so they texted them. <laughs> they got back to me. So I was using I was, I was using a little bit of a spy. To, uh, I'm, I'm not, anyway, not, not going to give away my sources. Don't worry about it. Are you listening to anywhere? Good. Uh, how did he, what do you say? Yeah, his shoulder's good. He's been riding. <laughs> It was AC, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was not. It really wasn't. I swear. Really? Wow, no, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd you say, JT? Are these online anywhere? Just these lists? Yeah, yeah. I wrote a whole column on it. Um, Racer X, two fifty words. It yeah, is. Uh, I think two fifty words, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. December twelfth. Pump that up. Yeah, December twelfth. Um, all right. Okay. So um, here we go. All right. So. West Coast, I, I guess the the Geico Honda West Coast East Coast uh, switch, you know, maybe um, three weeks ago when I did that column was kind of the big news. Uh, J Mart was originally scheduled to do East the whole time, and he switched with Mike Craig to uh, or Mike Craig, Craig, Craig Christian oh, Craig. Oh God, come on! I, I you know I haven't done that too much. <laughs> it's actually not too bad. Um, Mike Craig would be good too, though. Mike Craig had a good style. Um, so uh, Christian's going to go East, and Jeremy Martin's going to go West. That was a um, little bit of a, a shock, I guess. And I guess if you're Geico, you have Dakotas and you have Hampshire and, and Chase Sexton. 
who injured his wrist but should be ready for the East Coast. You don't want to put J-Mart and Christian on the same coast, right? Weege, that, that would be dumb. You, you, those are the two guys going for titles. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that was the only motivation. I think a lot of it was just that um, wasn't um, for, for J-Mart, the move was uh, to get more testing in, correct? Um, the West dudes usually have an advantage for outdoors, and they're trying to set him up for that, correct? Well, that would be the logical thinking, but I heard another reason was because he's riding so good and so ready that they want yeah. to put him on the on the West. And then didn't you say something about arm pump for Craig? No. No, I did not. I thought you said that. No. Oh, no, that's Jordan Smith. <laughs> that's why Jordan Smith switched, which we haven't gotten to yet. Oh, yeah, that's Jordan right. Smith switched because he had arm pump surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, um, I've got my... Uh, Geico, former Geico riders confused. Uh, Christian, though, um, I'm, I'm, still, I'm a little surprised, but I think he'll do well on the, on the East Coast. He's a very technical rider. The ruts are, ruts are, uh, are a factor out there. You can kind of put the bike where he needs to and everything else. But um, All right, so West, we have J-Mart, Dakotas, Justin Hill, uh, Austin Forkner, Plessinger, Bowers, Marty Davalos, Phil Nicoletti now. Remember, Bichelia was supposed to be West, but now Phil is West. Bichelia got hurt. Chisholm, Oldenburg, McElrath, Reardon, another guy from Star, and 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 uh, did I say Bowers? I don't know if I did, but ba- and Bowers. So um, that's West Coast as of right now. Um, and to me, JT, Forkner, Plessinger, and Jmart will probably battle this thing out with maybe an appearance by Marty. Yeah, I think so. I think Marty will be in and out. You know what I mean? He'll have his weekends where he's super relevant. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think it's a pretty strong lineup for West. I, I was really shocked that they moved Christian Craig away from the West. I can understand having one guy on each side. That, that makes sense. Yeah, you wouldn't – if you were a guy called JT, you wouldn't put Craig and Martin together. I wouldn't. No, no. no I was just thinking that, that Christian Craig made more sense. Uh, on the West Coast, I think with his weight and size and his riding style, but I can also understand if they want to give Jeremy Martin every possible chance to win the outdoor championship too. So I can see both sides. I just didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Forkner is Forkner the rookie? He's never, never raced a Supercross. Well, Monster Cup. Yeah, stuff, well, but, Monster Cup. But he no. But I'm saying, is he the favorite? If this was Vegas and I'm in Vegas right now, would he be on the board as? You I don't think two he would to be one, three to one. No, I don't think he would be the favorite because <clears throat> most people, you know, if it was a betting like that, they don't know that he's so great at Supercross. Like, uh, you know, some people might, but I think he's got to be, you know, equal. I do. I don't. I don't think Jeremy Martin has been overwhelmingly, uh, and you know, great at Supercross by any stretch. You know, he's had good nights, but he's had bad nights. Um, you know, he's had the the propensity to make a big mistake, which hurts you in a short championship like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Plessinger would probably be the favorite if it was me. Um, but, yeah, I, I could see different opinions on that. Weege? Yeah, I feel like Forkner's really become an it guy. I, I think even uh, with the fans, for example, uh, I think they're just – people are pumped on Forkner. They, they like the story. He seems like a humble kid. He's obviously fast and talented and cool. So I think people like him, but I almost think that's putting the cart a little before the horse. It seems crazy to me to make someone who hasn't even raced the Supercross before – the favorite, and it's not like there's a bunch of chumps out there. So, yeah, I think he's a favorite. I think you could quiz a lot of fans. Seriously, you could ask a lot of fans Saturday morning at Anaheim, and they would say Fortner. But I don't know if that's the smartest pick, just because hype is one thing, but having not raced a Supercross, wow. I think outweighs that. So, I think he, he should be good. He probably will be good. Yep. But I think it's crazy to pick him as the favorite, although I bet you a lot of people would. I think, I think he's, you know, like a lot of rookies, including Ryan Villopoto and James Stewart, Carmichael in 97. Um, I'm trying to think of some other dudes. Uh, they make one mistake, and in, in a short series, that's that's all it takes. Even uh, Dunge. Dunge won his first race, Dunge, but yeah. then he had a ton of weird stuff, and that's about as consistent as you get. Yep. I mean, it's been done. Carr did it, and uh, Reed did it. I mean, Reed's situation is a lot different. I mean, yeah, I, the year before, he was racing the 250 GPs. Um, but for the most part, rookies nailing Supercross right from the start is mm-hmm. it's a little treacherous. I'm not saying he can't do it, yeah. but to be the favorite, that seems a little weird to me. Plessinger, yeah, Plessinger could be right up there as well. Almost, I mean, remember he got he tied Mookie on the East or is one point back 
was coming on, and then he had a disastrous race and kind of knocked himself out but uh, of that title. But, um, yeah, I mean, Plessinger, he's got a, this is what, his fourth year? Third, fourth year? Uh, third, I think. Third. Yeah, he's third, got yeah. A, I mean, but he's on the path where he's got to make it happen. You know, I think I look at him like a little bit like Hampshire. Um, he's better than Hampshire. He's got better results than, than RJ, but it's like you got to get it going. You're a veteran now in this class. And when and and for that theory outside of Marty, that theory usually applies to everybody where people start saying like, "Wow, maybe he's just not a winner or he can't do it," you know? Yeah, like, I think uh I think Plessinger has a little bit more leeway than say RJ because his results have been markedly better. I mean, our, RJ hasn't been a threat to win any titles no. at all yet. Um, not to say he hasn't been riding well, but he, I think Plessinger's had a little bit more success than RJ, consistent mm-hmm. success. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, from just the word we've had, you know, Bowers was on the Pulp Show saying how, how fast he saw Plessinger riding, um, which is, you know, for another rider to give mm-hmm. a competitor that much credit. Uh, obviously, he was doing something something great out there. Uh, so just from the, the word I've heard on the street, and then you look at his past results and all the things that we have to go on, you've got to think he is right in the mix there. Um, I think Forkner's going to be great. If you wanted to put Forkner favorite, it would be a very, very slight favorite over someone who's a little bit more experienced and has a lot of momentum like Plessinger. So neither one of you have said Jeremy, though. Like in- no, I'm going to pick Daymark. I'm going to do it, even though I got burned hardcore last year because I picked him. And I got burned. Oh, um, wonder who. I'm gonna do it again. It's almost like someone does the PRs for Geico. Someone picks. Up. <laughs> well, I wasn't. He wasn't on Geico last year, and I picked him too. Actually, I did not pick a rider who was on Geico who did win the title. So um, shows how smart I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember PVPs last year was well. Mookie's gonna make huge mistakes. You know, Jamar, you championship proven. Well, it was the exact opposite. I think I would go honestly if I you know gun gunned ahead. I'm going. Plessinger, Forkner are tied as my championship favorites. Hill would be next, and J-Mutt would be fourth. It really wow. would. I mean, wow. Hill, Hill wow. has been incredible. Now, he can't keep it together. That's what I worry about. But, I worry about the consistency. Yeah, but, I mean, does it have to break through at some point? Or is it just like... We're, it doesn't. No. It doesn't have to, no. I guess, a.k.a. Marty? Well, we just, I mean, I need to go there. No, no, no. No, that is, that is a legit thing to say. That is not taking – po- No, Thank it's, you. it's Thank valid. You. Thank you. It is. it is not poking fun of Marty. Weege. Well, Marty, it, I was really sad. I'm like, oh, no, this is – Marty's going to happen to be the best example possible for this. Damn it. He, he it really is. is. Yeah. It is. He is. <laughs> what about Marty? What if he just gets it done? Is this the year? I mean – you're you're twelve. He, he could, like he could. <laughs> he could. I, I think his best shot was when he was on pro circuit a couple of years ago. That was his. That was his chance. To me, um, I think he still has race wins in him, but I think he was at his best two years ago, and you know things didn't work out. It seems like okay. He's not gonna. He's not gonna have any immigration problems. Did, did anybody figure out where Marty? You can't w- verify that. Well, he's not leaving the country. Well, you don't know that either. I don't nothing know. can nothing can be assumed. Did, I'm looking. <laughs> hold on a second here. Texas, uh, Texas is very much its own country. Maybe he gets hard from <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> what if he goes to New Mexico? There's all there could be issues there. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at Marty's Marty's season last year. Okay, well, Vegas was really bad for him. Remember, it was muddy, though. He got 11 yeah. points. But I'm just looking. Well, no, his St. Louis was terrible. But, okay, he, he finished 39 points back of Mookie. I was thinking, like, okay, if you gave him the Toronto podium, would he be in the mix? And kind of kind of not. He still wouldn't, be, wouldn't have been in the mix. But then Vegas was so muddy, so you can't. I don't know. Well, you know what I think yeah. actually screwed him a bit last year, and he actually said he came back. What did he win? Uh, I think he won Foxborough, right? Yeah. He kind of said when he came back, like the three races after he came back, he pretty much knew he was going to have to win out. And I don't think he rode the same um, as he would have if he was right in the thick of it. You know, you come back from being suspended or whatever the, you want to call it. I think he knew he's like, I'm just going to have to win five in a row. So I think he went balls to the walls even more so than usual, and it screwed him up. So I don't think it's fair to just measure. I think he would have ridden differently. Uh, had yeah, he not been no. barred. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, 
maybe the West is better for Marty? I think so. He's been East for a few number of years now. I think the West is better suited for him. I mean, sometime in those 12 years he would have ridden West, but not recently, right? Uh, yeah, he was doing I West. He raced West before. Yeah, no, his previous go-around with Rockstar when they were Suzuki, he no, was on. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I said, I know he had, but yep. not recently, not sort of like, while. you know, the new Marty. I think it's better for him because, um, obviously, consistency has been a problem. And uh, I think when you take out some of those tracks that just turn to junk, um, you know, and just rutted and holes and everything. That mm-hmm. just, to me, reduces the risk of him having a victory in hand and then endowing. Well, I'm well the, one, the one thing I think of with Marty is just losing the front end for no reason, absolutely no reason whatsoever. Just everything's smooth sailing and he just loses the front end. And that's going to happen on the East Coast, right? So, uh, okay. so yeah. with Marty, we've got multiple problems. Avoid <laughs> the ruts and going over the bars, but now you're going to watch the front end. He does. Wow. <laughs> but I, I mean, I know what that's from. It's from you know he he pushes really hard into the turns, which of course makes you fast when you you know you put that much pressure on your front tire on a slippery corner. Thing you know, bad things happen. So well, he's working with Tim Ferry again, and Timmy likes to point out to me that he's only missed the immigration race. He's been consistent until he you know outside of the, missing the race for immigration since he started working with Tim Ferry. So, um, hey, remember that one year in uh, was that the Phoenix round two, where he had like the greatest launch off of a berm? Yeah, in practice. Oh, yeah. My like, God. oh, he got lucky. He didn't die. Um. So, um, Weege, you said J March your pick ahead of Hill and Forkner and Plessinger. Why would you think that? Well, like I said, it's just hard for me to pick a rookie. Uh, Forkner as the fave. Yep, and. Hill, like we said, has, has tough time putting it together. So I just feel like on paper I want to put it between J. Martin and Plessinger, and I think it's going to be close between them. But um, Plessinger's up and down. Like, there were races last year, you're like, okay, this guy's got to figure it out. And then going to the outdoors, we're like, this guy's got to figure it out. But then sometimes he doesn't figure it out, and he just has kind of mediocre rise, and I think starts are part of that. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like there's no doubt that Plessinger on the right night can be the fastest guy. And or maybe Forkner. Yep. But even though J. Mart's had consistency problems in Supercross before, I think he'll actually – I would bet on his consistency over the other two. Hmm. They've all, all right. had issues. But I would feel that he's – I would think he has the least chance of having huge issues. He's had his problems in the past, but I think he can get by it. I think uh, – yeah, I think Marty can win. Uh, J. Mart can win. I think Marty can win. I think Forkner and Hill and Plessinger can win. I see those five guys as winning races. I don't know if Bowers, McElrath, Oldenburg, Phil. I don't know. Think they, they, I don't th- know if they, I can see them winning races. But I can see those five guys winning races. And I look forward to Mar- after Marty's win again. Him talking about how he all the non-believers and it's for the people who didn't, never thought he could in his twelfth year win a to the Supercross main event. I look, I look forward to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, any of those five guys you mentioned yep. wins, no one's going to be shocked. Yeah, I agree. I think anybody outside of those five wins, JT, there, there's a little bit of a shock, including Bowers. You think Bowers would be a shock to win? I do, on, on a private team like that. I do, yeah. I would um, be shocked. I, yeah. I wouldn't go shocked. I think yeah. maybe a bit surprising, but I, yeah. when you look at his success in the class, I mean, it can't be a shock. I see Bowers on the podium a lot. I do. I, I think Bowers can, can podium this thing. But if you, if you don't have a you know a clear cut favorite mm-hmm. like that, when you just have a bunch of guys that are like, yeah, he could win or he could win or he mm-hmm. could win, I, that's where I think it's it wouldn't be a shock because right. he's been there and done that before. So JT, you wouldn't have switched J Mart and Craig though. Personally, no, um, unless J Mart just pitched a fit. Because cause let's be honest, J Mart is their their big hope for outdoors. I mean, there's no other way to look at it than that. Mm-hmm. If Jamar went in and pitched a fit, then maybe, and maybe that's what he did. I, I can't no see that. I can't. I don't. I'm, I, you're I right. I have no idea. Yeah, but. but just on paper, when you're just looking at Supercross, it doesn't make sense to me. I think Jamar's a better East Coast guy. I uh-huh. think the, his results would reflect that as, as far as, you know, he's won outdoor championships. I think mm-hmm. the East Coast tracks reflect an outdoor-type riding style more. And then you look at Christian Craig's riding style and where he's excelled. Uh, big whoops. Uh, his technique is great, so he rides the slippery stuff really, really well. I, I think on paper, the Supercross, it, it would make more sense to have them flip from their 
their current setup. What about the testing for outdoors, though? No, no, that's the whole yeah. thing. If you're just looking at a Supercross on paper, yeah. I think it's not necessarily ideal. But if you're going to look at it as, hey, the outdoor championship is maybe more important, then I think they're doing it the right way. So I guess it's all about hmm. priorities and what, you know, the, the overall picture. So I guess you're, saying, you're saying people do think the outdoors is important and does count. Yeah, they're. I mean, that's you have to when you're okay. looking at well, the decision like this. Some people it has to be. Some people don't think it does. Um, I think yeah. Jmart's paycheck would indicate that it does matter. Um, what about Good Bowers? Point. What a, can Bowers win this? Well, first let's talk. You about just said team. it would be a what shock to win. About? No, no, I know. I, I, I'm, that's my thing. My feeling. I'm asking you two to try to convince me or tell what me. What do we know about the the, the the team and the bike that Bowers is on? First uh, of all, uh, to Yamaha. Well, okay. Um, that helps. That helps. No, it really does. Yeah, that helps. It's a good bike. No, that's actually it's true. That's a, no. that's a legit factor. That's why I said that. Yeah. Um, yep. I think it's, yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's, it'll be good. Um, okay. You know, I think he's okay. healthy. Um, you know, it all, I, you know what, your, your uh, the thoughts on Bauer's success should come down to, do you believe last year was he was legitimately sick and he legitimately had a back injury? Or was he one of those dudes that maybe like wasn't performing and kind of looking for answers, which happens in our sport? Because he had speed. He won heat races, qualified quickest sometimes. I think he qualified quickest few times, at least a few times. Um, and, and you know, it just comes down to: Do you believe? Like, because he, you know, he's saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally healthy and I'm ready to go and everything else." So um, it's just whether you believe that last year was sick and everything else. And it was for sure. I don't, I don't see how you could argue. He was never a guy that got tired before last year. But last year was okay. I mean, incredibly bad in the main events as far as his fitness level. Okay, so, so here's what I say to that. Here's my comeback to that, JT. I'm okay. with you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But, dude, don't you think Peyton would have kept them? Like, he, Mitch knows. You know, he wants to win. He, Bowers is delivered for him. Mm-hmm. I feel like if there was a little... And, I, and, I'm, and I'm siding with Tyler and saying, like, he was jacked up. You, you saw his fitness. It wasn't good, and he did fade. You're absolutely right. Um, but I feel like if it was legitimate, like, the, like, Mitch stands by his guys, right? Like, how many times has Mitch been like, you know what? He's not healthy. We're going to give him, you know, he's not healthy. He needs a blah, 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 blah. He always, he always Mitch is like a straight-up dude with guys on his team that have straight-up excuses, and he feels like he can win. And he let Bowers go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he just got too frustrated last year. I, I I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But, yeah, it makes sense as far as, you know, Mitch, if he really felt there was a sickness and that Bowers could still win, mm-hmm. he would have kept him. But mm-hmm. just what I watched last year, and, and I've had I've had Epstein-Barr. I know what it feels like. And watching him out there, it was so drastic. I, it was such a – like, he yeah. had nothing, yes. at, you know, after halfway. And that's – I mean, it's not – He's done it. He's he's had 15 laps all day long. It's not hard to do. It's really not. On a 250 to get 15 laps, you're not asking for a monumental task. He wasn't even able to do 10. So that's what that's why I think there was definitely something wrong behind the scenes with what was going on with Mitch. I don't know. I can't yeah. answer that. But like I, to, I really do think he will be better this year. To me, Mitch is like you know you could be an axe murderer, but if you can win, he's keeping you. Yeah, you we know? can work with speed. Yeah, yeah. So that's what scares me a bit, you know. Yeah, I think that the teams that none of these other these these factory teams. I know that fifty one fifty gets some support, but uh, if you're TLD or your Rockstar Husky or your Mitch keeping him, uh, any of these teams, I feel like not snapping up Bowers. I can't imagine it would cost a ton of money to get him what to nine races on a two fifty. This is a third guy over there on one coast on a West Coast it just team. Seems yeah. like a massive swing and a miss. A massive swing and a miss for every one of these teams. If I'm TLD KTM, uh, the results have not been great for the team so far. They are the factory KTM team. You look at the standard that KTM now has and pretty much everything they compete in. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they haven't really won much. They got a win out of Nelson you know, at the beginning of 2015. But beyond that, it's been slim. I would totally take a shot at Bowers. Well, Nine races, he could get you a main event win, get a podium, get yeah. some heat race wins, whatever. That's huge. I, I, I'm really puzzled as to why no one did this. I'm Team Bear. I'm I'm 100% Team Bear. I've had him in Pulp Show, and, and I've talked to him a lot. Um, I don't know why, but then I always think to myself, is there something else going on, right? That Tyler Keefe and Mitch Payton and, and the guys at Star, like, Star's like, you know what? We want Reardon. We're going to take Reardon. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, like the exact Marty theory that we've argued about on this show for six years now is teams will keep taking chances on him because when you see him when heat races or be fastest than qualifying, you just can't pass that up. It's just too tantalizing. They cannot help themselves, and that is exactly what Bowers brings to the table. Yet has to go to a support team. No, there's no honey for the bear. There's no honey for the bear anywhere. So yeah. So you're either going to get a really motivated, healthy, kick-ass Tyler Bowers, or he's going to show us that these other guys were all right. So, um, all right. um, Just the heat race wins alone that he got last year. That's that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, if nothing else. Right. Like, he's on TVs winning heat races. Yeah. Absolutely. uh, I don't know. As much as you hate that. Well, yeah, but uh, I, I understand where people go from that, you know. Um. Uh, so yeah, Reardon is going to race for Star. I don't. I mean, is he going to be better? People say he's better than he was when he rode for Geico for those two years. Um, he's been better down under and everything. But you know, I guess you know he came close to Chad last year at the Oz, at the Sydney race. And but I don't know. It's uh, a curious pick, right? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I would have taken the Bear. Th- that's me yeah, personally. Twice on Sunday, I would have taken the Bear. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll surprise us all. Mm-hmm. To me, it was a, a curious choice. Um, and Justin Hill was the bear mm-hmm. willing to work for cheap, or is there a problem here? Was the bear saying, you know, it's weird and saying I'll go for it, well, me nothing, and the bear yeah, grand. Is I, that I, what the deal is here? The bear wanted money for sure. He wanted he wanted some honey, some a little he, bit of honey. He, but Do you think fifty one fifty had a bunch of honey to give him though? I don't no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, think, I think eventually he had to just settle for some empty jars of honey. Right, just you know, scrape the sides of the the barrel. The honeycombs are already like all empty, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, Reardon maybe just one of those dudes that said, "Look, I just expenses and give me some living money." You know what I mean? I want to prove myself. So. Um, but you've got to th- you've got to think, or I would I would assume it's maybe wrong. That even if he, you know, the bear got some money, just a little bit. Bear got clothing money. It. Yeah, bear got clothing money. But I'm saying if he went to Star, yeah, that his Yamaha bonuses would be, I would assume, very good at Star. You'd think so, yeah. Yeah. So if he, I know there's only seven races or eight races or whatever, but and I have no idea what his 5150 deal is. Maybe it's it, maybe it's pretty decent, but he could make good money at Star on that bike on that program with his ability. Yeah. So um, I, I would have pushed pretty hard on if I was star to get him because he is a race winning guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jimmy D. Jimmy D's been Jimmy D's been going backwards a bit. I don't know. Jimmy D's got to prove something. He got arm pump surgery and then he that didn't really work or he got sick or kind of underwhelming results from Dakota on a guy hurt bike. in Australia. Yeah. Well, yeah, this so that, this past year, yeah, this past. Yeah. yeah. Um so waiting on Dakota still. We know his team and his bike solid and everything. Uh, Oldenburg and McElrath. Weege, who's better? I think without hesitation, immediately everyone would say, oh, oh McElrath, right? I mean, two years ago, McElrath, I think it was second in points. But Oldenburg is sneaky good. Mm-hmm. He's sneaky good. Yeah. And um, I think he's in the right situation, man. He's had very little pressure on him with this team. very under the radar. I think that's the way his personality likes it. Um, but having said all that, uh, McElrath's still better. <laughs> all right. Uh, JT? I'm just saying it's not as easy a decision as it might seem on paper. McElrath, yeah. I don't know where the ceiling is on this guy. He could be right in there. Yeah, he's a real workman like racer. He's not flashy. You don't notice him. He's not setting blazing fast lap times, but he's he's solid for sure. JT, what do you think of these two guys? Uh, you know what? I think they're kind of – I want to say the same, but I don't think so when I really think about it. Oldenburg, to me, is one of those guys that is always on the edge of a crash. He's very fast. His whoop speed is one of the best in the class. Uh, his starts are really good, as are McElrath, actually, now that I think about it. But to me, McElrath just seems like he's in control a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think McElrath's a little bit more consistent. So if you want to talk about a guy that could be relevant for a title, I think you look at McElrath. McElrath. But Oldenburg could surprise everyone, especially if it rains. He's he's a great mud rider, too. So uh, overall in the series, if I had to pick between the two, I would I would take McElrath over, over the series. Um, but I think Oldenburg could have flashes of brilliance, but yeah. it's just not an every-week deal. Yeah, Oldenburg can go fast for a lap or two. He can yeah, go very scary. fast. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to 
somehow figure it out. A um, couple of veterans, Phil and Chiz, dropping down at 250 West. Weege, you think Phil Phil beats him? Is Phil does Phil beat Chiz in the battle of the uh, 450 guys dropping down? Uh, yes, I think I am going to give the edge uh, to Phil. I think speed wise, but uh, stop me if you heard this before. There is a chance of some crashes for Phil, mm. uh, which might open the door by the end of the season for counting points. Yeah. Chiz did get hurt last year, but for the most part, I feel like Chiz has well transitioned into that. I'm out here to get paid. I'm just going to take my finishes, my contingency, my purse. You know, I'm not going to wad this up. He did get hurt last year. I think there was an aberration. Uh, I could see Chiz getting 10th like every single race and still getting some 6th or 5th or 4th, right. but also right. getting some DNS. So I don't know how it turns out points in the end, but I think Phil will be faster. But uh, wow. there could be some problems too. Thomas from NFAB and Phil, and I think the JG. Everyone's mad at me for for talking about Phil being this being a bad decision. So I don't want to get him any more mad at me. But uh, it's a bad decision. No. I mean, well, no. it's it's a bad decision. It, the bike's not that good. The bike's the worst bike in the in the class as far as horsepower. Um, I know the JGR guys or the Yosh guys will work on it, and they'll have it good. And there's a new bike coming. But for now, it ain't that good, and it, you know, just it. You develop these 450 habits after a while, and, and, and it's hard to break it, man. Does Phil really want to lose his mind out there with these kids, and and you know, do all that? I don't know. I just I don't know. Good luck to Phil. Well, good luck. Over to under on the amount of throat slash gestures <laughs> that Phil's going to be throwing at these dudes. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? I mean, there's some dumb. There's some kids that lose their minds out there. So, and think yeah, about the first Phil's time. Phil's going to want to every one of them. First time Cole Martinez or a dude like that, you know, just comes in on him, you know, in an LCQ or whatever. Just but is, it, is it really any different than, say, like an Amart being in the class? They're kind of the same age, kind of the same mentality. Uh, I don't, I don't view those two very differently mm-hmm. personally. So I, I don't know. I'm not saying that Phil will do great or he'll do terribly, but as far as their age and how they ride and they practice together and train together and all that. And Amar does fine. You know, he doesn't ride like a psycho or anything. So, yeah, I just think you've been, when you've been in 450 class, you develop these, these habits. Yeah, no, I I understand that. I I think if he can wrap his head around it, I think he he has a chance to do okay. Um, and and Chiz, when you did go back, you did, you went back for one year, didn't you? Oh, he'll, uh, yeah, he's like, his knee was bad. He wasn't ready. JT will tell you all these reasons why. Well, yeah, I'd only ridden well, for five weeks yeah. off of five months off. So let's let's throw the actual results out. When you were riding it, even if it was a Chad's track or whatever, not even at the races, mm-hmm. did did it feel like you had old habits that you were that were difficult to break? Did it feel difficult to ride that bike because you had ridden a 450 for years? Uh, at first, it did, but like by the last race, like by I specifically remember at Jacksonville, um, I I. All week I felt great, like as far as healthy, I was able to ride normally. And then on the weekend I felt really, really good. Um, and our, our 250F was really slow. That was part of the problem. It was a it was a Honda, and it was just slow. There's no other way to look at it. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of got back into the groove of it. It did take me time, though. Um, the first few weeks of riding it, I couldn't carry momentum and was way too reliant on power that wasn't there and all that stuff that a 450 is going to do to you. Um, but yeah, I, I think Phil's Phil's biggest asset in all this is that he's had plenty of time. I think he'll, he'll figure it out and he's had time to practice with 250 guys that are going to, you know, he's going to be able to see what they're doing and, and how they're riding the bike and practice with them. And I think he'll, you know, it's not like he's never ridden a 250 before he, he came into this class, you know, into the pros racing 250 supercross. So I think he'll figure it back out. Who has a higher? What I, what I love okay. about Phil is that he said he told me when I first interviewed him about this. First thing he said, he's like, "I'm so pumped because for the first time, I'm no longer the fill-in. I have a set date. I actually know <laughs> when my first race is. I have everything is focused on February 19th. Will not have the race until. And of course, knowing <laughs> Phil, nope. Yeah, I was talking to him when he was snowmobiling in New York, and he he he's like f. Uh, FML, I got to leave on Monday. I'm drinking beers, and I got to leave on Monday to go to West Coast now. This is right after Bichelle. I got hurt and everything. So um, he was planning on hanging out with his dad and everything else. Um, who has the highest finish in points out of Phil and Chiz, JT? I'm going to say Phil. 
I'm going to say Phil has a higher ceiling. I think he's got a little bit more speed, and I think he'll have better equipment. And who finishes best overall in a race? Phil? You're going to go Phil? Yeah, I'm okay. going to go with Phil, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably agree with you guys. Although, I mean, Chiz, I, I, I'm not as – you know, I just I think Phil's move is dumb, but and I Chiz is whatever, but Chiz has had no luck. He's got no ride. He's got nothing except for Moto Concepts offering this. So like whatever, I, I get it. You know, Phil's got a deal and everything else. That's where I'm. I'm just like, why would you do that to yourself? But it's you know what though, this makes it interesting. I'm interested in these two guys, right? You guys too, like. I'm much more interested in them in the 250 class than I am the 450 class. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. interested in these two, how they're going to do, what's going on, what the results are, and yeah, all that. In a so, class, and, it, and the classes they were in previously, there was way too much other stuff to think about mm-hmm. than them. Right. You know, after the race, you think, oh, where did they finish? You yep. know, maybe. But right. going into the, you know, any part of the night, you're not worried about those two. You hope they do well, but, man, you're worried about Roxon and Dungey and Tomac and all these mm-hmm. other guys. Yep. So, give me your top three in points at the end of the year on West Coast. I will go, oh, man, as much as I said that Forkner wasn't the favorite, I'm going to pick him. I'm going to say Forkner, Plessinger, J-Mart. I'm going to Plessinger, Forkner, J-Mart. Okay. Weege? I'm going to go J-Mart, Plessinger, Forkner. Wow. Just ride Justin Hill. Oh, man. Right? I don't know about Justin Hill. I know. Like, Tough, dude. He could win races. He could. He was on the verge last year. He was totally on the verge. Can anybody tell me what Justin Hill's deal is? Like, I've rarely talked to him at the races. I guess he hasn't been there that much. He's always kind of a guy that's like, I don't know. He acts like he could be the champion to me when the times that I've talked to him. Like he acts to me like he is like he acts like he's a guy, the number one guy in the class. Whenever I interview him, and I'm always like, "You're kind of not." Like it's good to have that confidence, but am I, am I missing the mark here, Weech, on Justin Hill? I think you're right. Like he does talk that way, like he's one of the contenders and one of the guys. But I think that's the nature of the 250 class. Very there's there's years where you have a Cooper Webb in there where it's like, it's going to be tough. But most years are like the East was last year, or this West is this year. Mm-hmm. There are five or six guys who there's no reason. Why would Hill go to the gate not thinking that he could win this title? Yeah, there's literally no, no reason. Yeah, he should no. not think that. Yeah, he's on a team, and that's kind of the nature of the 250s. You never know who's putting these puzzle pieces uh, together. It's so random. By the time they're in the 450s, we kind of know what we've got. But – it's so hard to say. You know it's weird when a rookie, like I said, it could very much be champion at the end of the year and it wouldn't even shock anybody because you just don't know yeah. what any of the other guys are going to bring either. Yeah. Forkner looked so good outdoors, and then he looked so good at the Monster Cup. You know, you're like, you're like, well, he can really ride Supercross well, and then you're like, whoa, wait, he can really ride outdoors well. And that's why I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know. Um, all right. Uh, this is the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast 250 Supercross preview show. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break here with uh, JT and Weege, and we will be right back uh, to talk some more about 250 East Coast. Race Tech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Race Tech. Uh, trust me on this. There's a, more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you. And probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin. 
Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come in the corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version of the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast Show. Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, uh, Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS, Fly Racing F2 Carbon Helmet is the standard form to as close as factory race bike as a helmet can get. Used by Canard, Pike, Millsaps, Baggett, the F2 Carbon is an out-of-the-box, onto-the-racetrack, race-ready helmet. 10, 10 graphic styles, 22 color race. Flyracing.com. Check them out. F2 Carbon Helmet. And uh, that'll be the helmet that uh, the riders wear out there. Right off the shelf. Right off the shelf. You guys don't even let yeah, them I get that. I get that question a lot. What? Because people always think that we custom build helmets, and <clears throat> there's no way that they wear a helmet that customer wears, but that's that's how it is. I think most companies are like that, but I know we are. I think helmet. I think helmets, everyone does that. Well, Bell built something special for James, right? But And MC as well. And MC too, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I, we, we definitely don't. What I think is funny is, you know, X-Brand goggles, like those are off-the-shelf goggles. That's rare. The upper... Echelon dudes really? get custom goggles. Yeah, that is strange. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I did, Absolutely I nothing special. Just, you know, if a guy really sweats a lot, we'll put him in a snowmobile goggle, snowmobile foam. But, um, hmm. all right. East Coast. Here we go. Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, I'm Steve Mathis. Uh, Christian Craig, RJ Hampshire, Adam Cincerillo, Joey Savacci, Dylan Ferrandis, Alex Martin, uh, Jordan Smith, Benny Bloss, Zach Osborne, Luke Resland. I think I got them all. I feel like, did I? Who's Star's other guy? Did I? Ferrandis? Did I miss somebody? I, I didn't even realize we were doing uh, 250 East right now. So Yeah. Yeah, of course. We're switching it over. Research. Yeah, we're doing both. Came out wow. of commercial. Um, wow. No, I, I just thought we were done. I mean, I, I didn't know we were going to do East for five more weeks. Cool. Uh, Ferrandis? And wh why am I missing the other Star guy? Who is it? Should we do East? Should we do East when it gets closer? Like release at the week of the first East? Well, I, no. Thought we were doing both. I think maybe we should. Just because you want to go for lunch right now, JT? No, that's I all. don't care. I I can go whenever. I'm just saying. I think it would be more relevant. So we just scrap it? I mean, I got, I got all my prep. No, done. no. We just you just you know we do a little like you cut this part out that we're talking right now. Uh huh. And then you go back and you say, you know, you do the commercial and come back out of commercial, and then we, you just, we wrap it up. I would have done more West Talk if I had known that. My bad. I don't know. I mean, they don't have really to be super long. Can we really, can we really figure out who this other star guy is? Why is it? Uh, Hang on, I'm trying to look right now. Uh, Passenger Reardon. Hang on. No, I got Brandis. it. Here. Oh, no, wait, no, no, he got... Mitchell Harrison, Mitchell Harrison, got yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking at Oh, wow. Mitchell, Mitchell Harrison. Harrison, okay. I didn't even put Harrison on my list. I'm sorry, Mitchell, and your family. I'm really sorry. Because you can go really fast. You're just, you're a time bomb, but you, you can go really fast. Um, all right, so we're not doing East. We're not, we're not, we're not going to do East. We're just going to not... No, I think we should do it. Um, I just think we should do it when it gets closer. Guys might get hurt. I mean, we have five weeks. 
That's what that's what I'm saying. That's why we do it every year. We always do it before East. We like, do. This is yes. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So while the podcast will only be like forty minutes long, then is that okay? That's fine. Oh, okay. I think that's fine. All right. Yeah. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, everybody. We're not going to do the East Coast right now. JT and we said no East Coast. I was ready to tell you a big, huge scoop, but I will save it for five weeks. People. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's unfortunate. Wow. <laughs> Dude, we never do it. We never do the East thing I, before I, I have one. I thought we did. I don't know. I, I don't know. Guys are going to get hurt. Yep. Guys are going to switch. Guys are going to be replacing other guys that were hurt. Okay. All right. Well, um, good. Good luck to uh, Marty Davalos this year, everybody, on the West Coast for the Rockstar Husky team. Lucky 13. Could be the year. <laughs> You're such a jerk. I'm not. I'm, I'm wishing him luck. Yeah. I really am. I'm wishing him luck. You have the biggest spoon ever for that pot stirring. That is not pot stirring. That's wishing someone good luck. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, did, yeah. Okay, well, did we uh, – what about Hayden Melross on the West? We didn't talk about that. Uh, Hayden Melross, uh, Bauer's teammate. I mean, you know, solid I'll guy. I'll let you do the talking. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, he's, I think he's a top 10 guy right around there. I know he, he, he really helped me in fantasy last year a few times. Like, he was, he killed it for me. Came I out think of top 10 is going to be, going to be tough. Me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you really look at the list we got. Um, yeah. Phil and Chiz, I think, are both, like, back of the, I think Phil is, you know, 5 to 10 and Chiz is 8 to 12, right? I think they're both 5 to 10. All right. What about is Ch- is Chiz too big for two BDF? How much is Chiz weigh? I think they have a good good engine package. Yeah, I really do. I think they're Kiefer wrote they, it. Said it was good. For, yeah, for all the teams, you know, for all the things you can say about their team and the the chaos that's gone over there at times, but, uh, their bikes have always been a pretty strong aspect. McAdoo is east, right? I didn't miss him. I believe so. Yeah, McAdoo. McAdoo yeah. yeah. Did I miss anybody on the west, Weege, rookie wise or anything? Bradley well, Town. Only, well, only have to work on you is um, only they have to work on is your list. Work off of is your list. Um, well, I guess Aldridge, Aldridge is going to race uh, and is going to race west, right? Yep, Barn Pros. What about, what about Taft? Bradley Taft is west also. Yeah, he's uh, I west. think he could. I think I he could surprise the people. I, you know he's what, got, JT? He's got a lot of talent. You know, you and Max are on the Taft bandwagon. I don't know if it's just because he wears fly or not. But um, you guys have definitely been a little bit more like, hey, watch this kid. I know. I was on the bandwagon before he wore fly, and that's probably why he wears fly now. So okay. One so was so you're, oh. you're, you're, a, you're a Taft supporter. You're Team Taft. I was, yeah. I pushed hard to get him yeah. in our gear. Okay. Yep. Uh, what about Lucenjo? Where's, Luce, where's Lucenjo? That is not what his name is. Or where's Luce, What is his name? Lorenzo. Where's Lorenzo? <laughs> First name. He's on the east. Okay. How's he going to do? Uh, we can't talk about that yet. Okay. All right. Sorry. Can't talk about that. Also, Charbonneau. Tristan Charbonneau out for Bud Racing will be West. No, right, Charbonneau, Charbonneau left, didn't he? Or did he have, No, Surratt left. Sorry. No, I got I got him mix, mixed up. Yeah. And then um, yeah. Marshall Welton is, is back, on, but he's not racing Supercross, but he is. he's going to Europe. Yeah, he took Surratt's place. Right. I think Charbonneau, um, it's just so hard to say with Supercross, because, again, he hasn't raced it ever, but... Uh, he had some talent, I think, outdoors. This is unfortunate. He got hurt at round two, but he was good. Uh, he was first good. Two and a half motos he was in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, what did he get? Like, over to Supercross. Got like he fifth at Hangtown. in his first moto ever. I think he got fifth at Hangtown. Fifth overall or sixth overall at Hangtown? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but I don't know how that translates to Supercross. It could just be, you know, with some of these guys. Yeah. If it goes well, well or it's a complete disaster, you never know. You've got to, you've got to assume, and, and that's all we're doing is assuming that his bike won't be as good as that bike was. So yeah, and, that yeah. translates too. And can we just all hope that Aldridge stays on the bike, gets some finishes? That's what we yes. want. We just want Please. him to stay on the bike. Does the Barn Pros team actually have golden tires on their bike? That should be an interesting bet. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. We'll have to do some investigative yeah. journalism. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to actually see if they are running them. Like that's their sponsor, and good luck to would, them. And would it be would it be as big of a scandal as when James put a Dunlop on uh, when he was on JDR for practice? Oh, probably and not. I don't think so. I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or Nick Way and I. It won't, we won't have Glover and uh, Dougie Shops battling each other with this brand. So luckily, it should be okay. <laughs> 
Um, uh, okay. Pirelli people, though, have told me that Golden Tire is a Pirelli ripoff. So there's still some heat. There's always heat. There's always the tire goggles, and always. He, goggles and tires. Goggles and tires. <laughs> always drama. <laughs> um, R&D. R&D stands for replicate and duplicate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, so Aldrich needs to just stay together and, and you know, hopefully. Just stay healthy, please. Yeah, just, just stay healthy. Just don't crash. Don't scare me. That's the biggest thing. Like, I almost spill my spill my drink every time when he crashes because yeah. I would, like, throw it up in the air because he crashes so so spectacularly. Oh, um, are we missing Freddie Norn? He's east, right? Fast Freddie? What is he doing? I'm not sure. He might be he's west. Here? Just doing his own thing? He is, he uh, yeah, doing his own thing. Uh, no, he's, no, he's east on that tie loop team. The one that Mel Ross used to ride for, and um, the Honda Tyloop guys. Alan Brown? No, no. But back in the <laughs> no. day, yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, Fast Freddy is east to the east. I just want to mention the readers. Uh, if you get a little downtime over this uh, holiday break, which won't happen because you're not going to play this podcast until the holidays are over. Thank you. You owe it to yourselves to read our privateer profile interview with Aldridge from two weeks ago. It might be the most spectacular read of the year. It is. I didn't read it. Do I need to go back? Oh, oh! You have to read his description of what happened to him in Vegas. It was incredible. <laughs> he he couldn't move. He was on a gurney, taped down. Didn't have any feeling or movement. He's like he said he was in the hospital for like two hours, just laying there in a gurney. He and fell no off the over under, right? He's the guy. Yeah. He fell off the yeah, over under, right? Yeah. yeah. And he said he's in there saying to the doctor, he's like, um, I can't move. Can you do something? And the doctor's like, why don't you just wait? And he's like, wait, I can't move. I'm paralyzed. And the doctor's like, just. And then so he had his friends just wheel him out of the hospital. And then he, like, went to his buddy's house and just laid down on the couch. And I mean laid down because he was paralyzed. And after a few hours, he's like, yep, still can't move. I guess we got to go to another hospital. And then he went to another hospital. Like, oh, my God. Checked himself out of a hospital while paralyzed, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and laid down on his buddy's couch for a while, hoping it would just all come back. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible read. So, yes, please, just stay on the bike. Yeah. Just stay on the bike. Yeah. Weed, your goal uh, for the West Coast is to get the Yamaha teams all straight, all figured out. And there's, I think there's a Rockwell team with Ryan Clark as manager. Don't know who's riding for him. I think they announced who is riding for them, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ryan's racing for him. They, they, no, they announced Maybe. it. I just, I, I'm following your 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 read, uh, your your way, Weege. Uh, well, we we knew in a few years that these Yamaha teams would attempt to establish themselves. So here we go. You've got Aldridge, who is at least somewhat of a name on one team, and Bowers, who is a name on another one. So now we're going to see who which one of these Yamaha teams can step up. Slayton Racing, they're long gone. Or yes, no. Sl- Slayton, they're long gone. Right? I think Slayton's. Gone I think Slayton's gone. Yeah, Slayton's gone. And they had switched to KTM last year. So here we yeah. go: Aldridge versus Bowers. Which one of these Yamaha teams becomes fully relevant? Remember, Barn Pros has RJ supposedly. Art Rick Johnson or Hampshire? Yeah. <laughs> no, Rick Johnson was announced as the team coach for Barn Pros in like September before they even had riders. Really? Oh, I'm in yeah. on that. I'm, I'm in on that. I'll go see RJ. I'll go over there. They win. They win. I'll go say RJ for sure. RJ said he doesn't want to go to many races, though. Oh. He he told me he's not pumped about the way he's treated at the races. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pumped either the way I'm treated, but I go because I'm getting I'm getting paid. I mean, <laughs> is that shocking to anyone? RJ doesn't need to get paid there. RJ's good. <sighs> you think RJ's still loaded? Saturday night. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's still loaded from the motocross days, but he's done a lot of stuff. Got to yeah. make some money. He's got the right? army contract he does where he goes to Camp Pendleton and like for weeks at a time yeah. teaches those guys how to ride bikes and stuff. He's had like 700 jobs. He has to he has to have money. He said he wasn't going to race because he's not pumped the way he's treated? <laughs> That's what he told me. I don't understand that. Who would treat RJ badly? He's RJ. Yeah, I don't know if it was the riders he meant, like his peers, or or like the the, the promoters, or what. I don't well, I don't know exactly what he meant by that. Well, the riders, I they don't know anything about RJ. That's a long time ago. It is a long time ago. <laughs> That's like me thinking about like Pierre Carsmakers for the kids now. <laughs> right, right. If I and saw, I know who that yeah. is because I'm a kind of a student. We're dorks. Yeah. We yeah. know all this stuff, but 
those kids don't know that. If I see Pierre Carsmakers in front of me at a Starbucks, I'm cutting him in front. Like I don't care. Like I want my Starbucks. Like I don't. He wears fly, so I would I would do everything I could for the oh, man. Of course no. he wears fly. Of course, of course he wears fly. Always comes. Yeah. Everyone wears fly. Weege. Everyone wears fly. <laughs> <laughs> they help out every privateer and Pierre Carsmakers and anybody else. Hey, quad guys. Cool. I'd help RJ in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right. RJ would be all over it. Okay. RJ does not. I, I I remember, dude, like this is even further back ago. So RJ was a little more contemporary, but still pretty far out. Like this is like 15 years ago. And I remember just seeing him walking in Anaheim, like on the concourse, like any fan and not being noticed by anyone. And I'm just like, I, I don't care who you are. Like to me, that would be crushing. And RJ probably liked the spotlight more than most. So it probably hurt him even more, but that just sucks. Like, I would not be able to compute how they used to have 70,000 people in the same building and they all knew who I was and now I'm here and nobody knows me. Yeah, I would be, I'd be flipped upside down and look, look, RJ even more so. Larry Ward directly told me, like, I don't want to go to the races. I, I didn't get honored at all when I quit. I, when I retired, I, you know, I didn't, I quit and then I came back to a race and I just had to like ask for a pass. Like nobody cared. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the way it is, Larry. Like he was not happy. You know, yeah, I mean that famous fleeting. That's that's a oh, and, that's an old story. Yeah. And I mean the Georgia Dome. I always equate this back to the Georgia Dome. Like they used to lose their minds for Yogi, and Yogi now walks around the Georgia Dome pits like, like just normal. Like when he's helping yep. Millsaps, yeah, like weird. Yogi just walks around like just like a dude. And 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 yeah. that and that dome used to lose their mind. He had a black Atlanta Falcons helmet, and then everyone would you know basically just freak out over him. And McGrath too. McGrath walks around. Not so much Anaheim's, but McGrath, I've seen McGrath on the East Coast. Let's walk around, chill, you know. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. RJ RJ jumped off the tracks too quickly, man. Like when he was still super relevant, he quickly moved to car racing, and then he had I know that Supercross.com thing. I'm sure it didn't go over well with the Supercross promoters and owning that name to a website. So I think those things. It was like ten years of just no RJ, just not like most of these guys. Like, six times just kept working for Honda, so he kept himself a little relevant, and McGrath's kind of stuck around here and there. Mm-hmm. RJ, I feel like, didn't start coming back around until, like, 10 years later. And 10 years, forget it. No one's going to remember by then. You've got to stay relevant immediately. Like like RC has done. Um, he didn't get on your power ranking list, oddly. Oh, here we go. But um, the RC never disappeared. He never went away. Even when he was doing the NASCAR thing, he kept yeah. out there. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a cup. He's got a hard charger award. He's got a road to supercross. He's, he's got, got a monster a, cup track. He's got a monster cup track. Got a I mean, championship a winning team. I mean, again, if uh, I've always said nobody charged through the pack like Ricky and no one dominated arena cross like Carmichael. So I mean, those are <laughs> two things that I, when I absolutely think of Carmichael, that's what that's I, that's what I love about you. Your, your ability to stay unbiased. Thank you. Thank you very much. He was close to that power list, and I stand by the fact that he didn't get on. No one said he should be on. I sent it to people. No one said that besides JT. The only guy that said anything we was did. JT. We he did. should have been on. Um, oh, that was, oh I, okay, that brings me up to my next point. I think 2017 could be my last year going to all the races, my last <laughs> year covering so the pits. Crap. And, oh, here we go. And I, oh, want God, to f- we go. I want to find out what the supercross.com guy has on Feld to get passes before the end of the year. I'm going to find out. He brings he brings a lady every weekend, and I see him overseas, and I see him at the races. There's no coverage on that site. They do nothing. There's supercross.com. If anything, they should be lit on fire because they own the name that Feld wants probably so badly, and that's fine. But what exactly does that guy do to take up two valuable places in the Anaheim press box? Uh, for you who don't know, the Anaheim press box has been moved to the uh, right field corner. It's very small. Um, they monitor the seating uh, and don't let everybody in there. Uh, probably some legitimate media guys do not get in there, right, Weege? I would say. I would get in. I mean, only 50, 20 people. Yeah. Yeah, JT, can't JT can't get in. I think if I honestly think if I tried to come in by myself, I could, but Um, it would it would be tough. Two seats are saved for a site that has no content about the race, and this goes on every weekend. I just 2017 might be my my farewell to the sport. Would be digging deeper and finding out what exactly 
Supercross.com has going on, where we have two seats taken up by someone who d- produces nothing in terms of content. I don't mind the guy. He's a nice guy. I speak to him every now and then. Maybe, th- maybe he hears this. Maybe he gets mad at me. I'll ask him himself, why do you sit here? Why do you get these passes? Please explain. That's all. Ask him what happened to the race team. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I know. We should dig into th- I'm not even going to dig into that one. But, but I mean, Weege, uh, you're laughing, but, I mean, am I being a dick here? Uh, no, it's hilarious. Like, it is just the question. I don't know. The question has never been asked. He's literally been in the press box for, like, every Supercross for 20 years. And he says hi, and everybody's like, hey, Lex. Like, it's just like. Well, you gave his name away. I didn't want to give his name away. No. I don't want to give his name away. What was wrong with saying that? Well, I just didn't want to give his name away. Oh really? Oh, well, what, I, I don't say at this point how much worse he could be. So <laughs> he's just there, and everybody's like, "Yep, that's yeah, he's here." And it's like no one has ever thought about, "Well, why is he here?" He's just always there. Yeah, and yep. you get past this, and but there. but yet I have other media guys that are like, "Dude, I can't get in there. Why can't I get in there?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I know those seats are limited. Like, I just I know that I'm sorry that you go to every race and you have these photos on your site and everything else, and and, and you know." Uh, and all that. I'm, I'm on the site right now, and they actually, okay, I haven't been on here for a year or so. There is content now. There used to be no content at all, but it's all photos of the MX Disnations. And then there's an interview with Will Hahn. Shocking! Supercross.com <laughs> has an interview with Will Hahn. <laughs> yeah. I cannot make this up right now. Will Hahn. <laughs> Oh, man. JT, that's oh. that's where uh, I get mad at you for not inventing something. Yep. Like, don't be an a-hole. Grab a name like Supercross.com before, you know, because 55,000 followers on Twitter, according to his site, Supercross.com. Uh, what are you getting on that? You know, what? I, like, just because it's Supercross.com. So, JT, find out the next thing so we can grab the name. Okay, I'm on it. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. So, anyways, everybody, 2017, my final year. I will see if I can find out exactly what goes on with Supercross.com besides Will Hahn interviews, which, I mean, they're not hard to get. Uh, we love Will, but, you know. Yeah, that's why we're laughing. I just want people to know we're laughing because we joke with Will that he, if you have an internet radio show or a website, he will do an interview with you. I gave him an award. He, he, just, always... he just got a pulpy for always being there. <laughs> Are we good here? What's that? We good here. All right. Okay. Uh, so, fly racing, uh, flyracing.com. This has been the 250 West preview, West only. And we- also some supercross.com talk and press boxes and anything else. Steve Matthews last year. And, and RJ. Uh, and if you, if you see me in this year in 2017, say, say goodbye to me because you won't see me in 18. So, just everybody, <laughs> okay. that's what I want you to do. Okay. Say goodbye. Okay. Let me know how much you love Pulp and Racer X and everything I do because it's, it's ending at the end of 17. So. All right, flyracing.com, Weech, JT. Thanks, guys. See you. See you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much 
better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts.